You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster, along with MLB.com Yankees reporter Brian Hoke, checking in on the best team in the Grapefruit League right now. That is your New York Yankees, who, after action on Tuesday, as we record this podcast, Brian, 10-3, and obviously that means... Maybe less than nothing uh, as far as spring training records go. But in order to win games, it means somebody's getting hits and somebody's pitching okay. So something good comes from that. But overall, is there a nice vibe from a team that already has 10 wins on the spring? Yeah, you know, and Joe Girardi has been pretty pleased with what he's seen, especially on the offensive side. I, I think you've seen a lot of these kids driving the ball. And uh, a lot of times when you have teams that win in the Grapefruit League, it's because you have that young energy around and you have guys trying to make impressions. And uh, the Yankees certainly have that, especially with this being a World Baseball Classic year, but also with it just being a, uh, a younger, more hungry team. You know, Andy Pettit is here as a guest instructor, and he walked in the clubhouse today and he said, you know, geez, where are all the guys that I played with? And there's really not that many left. I, I think I counted five or six guys who are left from the 2013 team. Uh, which is the last year Andy played. So, you know, four years, but uh, a world away and uh, definitely a, a young, youthful vibe at Yankee camp. You mentioned guys getting off to good starts, and Greg Bird already with three home runs on the spring. Um, besides the power that he's shown, does he just look 100% and a lot more like the 2015 Greg Bird? He does, and you actually teed me right up to go into another Andy Pettit story. He corralled Pettit and had him go on the backfield. He said he hasn't really seen enough left-handed pitching this year, so they had one in camp and said, hey, would you mind throwing to me? And it's kind of like a father-son game out there, but uh, they both seem to enjoy it. He said uh, he was driving the ball pretty much all around, but yeah, Bird has, has looked completely healthy, and it makes you wonder, you know, they, they signed Chris Carter to this deal, and it was $3.5 million, and it seemed like a good deal for a guy who hit 41 home runs last year, but now you're starting to wonder where those at-bats are going to come from for Carter because uh, Bird is clearly going to take the majority of the bats against right-handed pitching, and if he keeps this up, he might take them against lefties too. So uh, probably bad news for Chris Carter that uh, Greg Bird keeps hitting, but it's great news for the New York Yankees. you got to be careful when you let Andy Pettit go out there and throw a little bit of batting practice. He may want to make another comeback. <laughs> we asked that question. I think you have to ask that question. It's the first uh First time, you, anytime you see Andy back here as a coach, you got to ask it. But he says no. He's he's happy doing what he's doing. He's uh, coaching high school baseball down there in Houston. So uh, just a couple of days and pinstripes for him. But always good to see him back at the ballpark. Absolutely. All right. Another youngster is obviously Gary Sanchez. You have all these baby bombers around, but Sanchez is the guy that has the most expectations just because of what he did a year ago. Um, now with a week's worth of games under their belts, how has he looked not just at the plate but behind the plate as well? How is the overall Gary Sanchez looking? He looks terrific. I think that uh, you know the Yankees came into this wondering what Gary Sanchez was going to be after last year, and that was historic. Nobody had ever seen anything like it, but uh, he looks like he's picking up right where he left off. And even more impressive to me than the bat, and he does have a few home runs, and He's driving the ball, but I, I I really have been impressed with his defense. It's better than I thought it was going to be, and it's better than I even saw it to be last year. His throwing has been sensational. He's got such a strong arm. Uh, there was one game in Lakeland against the Tigers this past weekend where he threw out a runner at second base from his knees, and George Girardi was saying, I don't think there's another catcher in the game who can make that play. He, he caught Anthony Goes stealing a second base, and uh, it was with Dylan Patances on the mound. 
opposing base dealers were 21 for 21 against Dillon last year. So that gives you some indication of his issues holding runners. I, I think that, uh, you know, Batances has worked on that, but this one was all Gary Sanchez, and it was really impressive. I, I wish the game had been on TV, so uh, there was video of it, but I, I think you're going to be seeing plenty of it when April comes around and, and for years to come. You have all these young guys, but there's also some veterans on this team, including some new veterans. You mentioned Chris Carter. He's one of them. And then, of course, there's Matt Holliday as well, who's more veteran than Chris Carter. Um, have you noticed an impact from Matt Holliday as far as what he can give to all these young guys besides what he's going to be able to give the Yankees on the field? I think he's going to be a really good clubhouse guy. Like you said, he's a veteran who's been through it. He's He's played on World Series teams, and uh, you know he's got a lot of winning in his pedigree and obviously comes from a baseball background. So this guy knows what to do in between the white lines. And uh, yeah, I think that we've asked a lot of questions about Holiday and how is he going to transition at DHing, and, and then I don't really think it's going to be too difficult for him. You know, He'll get some reps at first base, I think, and in the outfield. But, but really, I think his value, especially the fact that he's going to be DHing and he's only on the field about eight, eight minutes a game, uh, he's going to be in that dugout and in that clubhouse and talking to guys. And uh, he's very approachable. I think that uh, if guys have a question for Holiday, and you know, hey, how did you do this, or what what was this like, or what should I do in this situation, he's almost like an extra coach for the Yankees. So I think uh, he's going to be a good value for the Yankees, not just the power. And he has shown it, uh, especially in batting practice. He puts on a show out there. I didn't expect that from him. Um, that's been fun to watch. But I think that. Uh, as the season begins and, and guys get up to New York, I think Matt Holiday is going to be valuable in, in many ways for that Yankee clubhouse. The MLBPipeline.com uh, top 10 organizational rankings came out last week, uh, and the top two was actually the Yankees and Braves. Yankees checking in at number two, just edged out by Atlanta. Um, and a lot of the moves that have gotten to that point have happened in the last year. One of those was, of course, the trade of Roldis Chapman for Gleyber Torres, and Chapman is now back with the Yankees, of course, as well. But Torres in the Yankees' spring training for the first time and getting a chance not just at shortstop but playing a little second base, and Joe Girardi has taken notice, huh? Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, anybody around this team has to be watching Gleyber Torres and, and be impressed by what he's done. Uh, they talk about his game clock and maturity and how the game just seems to slow down a little bit for him. And, and in today's game uh, against Tampa Bay, there was a, a 4-6-3 double play where he was playing shortstop, and the flip came to him, and I didn't think they had any chance to get the runner at first, and Torres just uncorked a rocket across the infield. So, And he got him, and, and the double play was completed. But I, I think that every day, whether it's his base running, whether he gets a hit or, or does something in the field, there's been some reason to, to look at Glaber Torres and, and say, hey, check that out. And I, I still don't think he's going to be on the opening day roster. I know I've gotten that question quite a few times. Uh, I don't think that that's a situation where he's going to play in Yankee Stadium before he plays in Trenton, but he's coming. Uh, this, this guy has been very impressive. He, he's, he's just 20 years old, and it, it's amazing to see it because his presence on the field, you, you do forget about his age. So I think that uh, whether it's this year, whether it's next year, uh, we're going to be talking about Glaber Torres in the big leagues very, very soon. Yeah, and I would think if not earlier, maybe September as a, as a call-up, if nothing else. Um, he's just going to kind of force their hands, I think, eventually. And then the question becomes, what do you do as all these shortstops start to come out? But that's, a, that's certainly a good issue to have. Um, let's talk some pitching. We've avoided that so far on the podcast, but um, 
obviously there's still the competition there at the back end of the rotation. CC Sabathia also got out on Tuesday and, and looked really good. It's kind of this new CC Sabathia that we saw a lot of last year where the velocity isn't what it once was, but he really knows how to pitch. Is, is that what he was showing again on Tuesday? Yeah, you know, it was funny. CC said he actually felt a little nervous in the first inning. He gave up two hits and a walk and uh, was able to pin the bases loaded. He got a fly out to right uh, right field to end the inning. But uh, and he came back and he, he told Girardi, you know, I was feeling a little nervous out there. I didn't expect that. Um, and I think that's just a residual of not being in game action for the entire offseason, obviously, and getting a little bit of a late start. But then he came out in the second inning and he, he went one, two, three against Tampa Bay and had a couple strikeouts looking. So I think that's a good sign for the Yankees that CC went out and did his job, did what he needs to do. And, uh, you know, this is a big year for him. He wants to keep pitching. Um, this is last year under contract for the Yankees. And I think obviously the future is uncertain what it's going to be in New York, but I, I think he wants to go out and prove that he can continue pitching. You know, he's, he's only 36 years old and I know that's old you know, for a starter, but uh, look, you, you saw what happened on the starting pitching market this past off season. You know, guys like Rich Hill are out there, and they're, they're big names that are out there. Uh, it's a little different this coming year, but C.C. Sebastian wants to prove he can keep pitching, and I think he's completed that transition from a few years ago where he had to learn how to pitch with diminished stuff. You know, uh, he came up as a hard-throwing guy who was in the high 90s, and he had to kind of adjust there and uh, with the incorporation of the cutter and change up and more relying on that. Um, you know, he, he's completed that transition. I, I think that... You don't look at him as an ace anymore, but if he can be a solid number three or number four, that, that's plenty good for this Yankees team, especially because they've got two unanswered uh, questions at the back end of the rotation. So, uh, you know, it, it's big. The, the three guys that they have locked in right now in Tanaka, Michael Pineda, and CC. if they get good years out of all of them, it's going to be huge because, uh, as I said, they, they have so many questions in the other spots. Yeah, and let's move on to those questions. It's early on, and guys are just getting their first taste of game action, uh, one or two starts apiece, maybe a third coming up. And I know that at this point in the spring, guys are working on just pitches and not trying to get guys out. Um, but at this point, is there any has anybody taken a lead at all as far as those fourth and fifth starter jobs? I don't know if you could take a lead at this point. I, I know you can probably hurt yourself. And Brian Mitchell went down to Bradenton against the Pirates yesterday, and he got hit around a little bit, and Adam Warren got hit around today, uh, gave up back-to-back -back home runs. Um, otherwise, pitched okay, I guess, but he completed three innings. But I think what you're going to start to see is some blips here. I think uh, guys are settling into their grooves. They're, they're going to have some trouble. I think Warren was saying at his locker, on some level, you kind of want to have some trouble here and, and prove you can get through it. You don't want to go through spring training and, and be terrific and, and then have your struggles in the regular season. But the problem with that is uh, these guys are fighting for jobs. So uh, Severino's looked really good. I've been impressed by him this spring. I hit 99 in the start against the Blue Jays. I, I know it's not all velocity, but uh, he, he's worked in that changeup. He's starting to trust it. I, I think that of the guys who are competing, uh, Luis Sessa, Chad Green is also in there. But I think Severino's been the most impressive to me. Uh, I think Brian Mitchell's got some really good stuff. Uh, the results have not synced up with that, especially with this Bradenton start. Uh, but if he, can, if he can shake that off and come back, I could realistically see them starting the year with Severino and Mitchell in the rotation. I think that uh, Warren, Sessa, Green, those guys might fill in the, some of the bullpen jobs. But, I mean, it's so early. Uh, there's so many games left. and You know, last year around this time, 
last year until the final start of spring training, Brian Mitchell was going to be on the team, and then he got hurt. So anything can happen. But if I had to handicap it right now, I guess that's where I would go. Great stuff, Brian. And this is a fascinating spring training to watch for this Yankees team, obviously, with all these young guys and and some competition at different spots. It will continue to be uh, something to keep an eye on. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.